0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Black Girl. Yes, we are finally back with a new episode. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you guys know what's been going on with Dear Black Girl. So first off, if you checked out the podcast recently, you will notice that a lot of our recent episodes are not there anymore. That's because I had to draft the episodes to go back and re-edit them because the platform we use uh, recently changed its music policy or music licensing policy. So I have to go back in and take out the music that was in the podcast and re edit it. And there's like 10 to 15 episodes. So that's like a whole ordeal. So, but those episodes should be back up. Hopefully by the end of the year. <laughs> that is the goal, but stay tuned for that. But yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to update you guys on. Um, so without further ado, welcome to a brand new episode of Dear Black Girl. I'm excited to share with you guys, and I'm excited to be back to share the stories of these women for you guys to hear. So yeah, let's just dive into the latest episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dear Black Girl and today's guest is Nefetari and she is a recording artist, a songwriter, model, actress, and all-around renaissance woman. How are you doing today? (laughs) Hey Unique, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being a part of this. So tell us how you got into all the things that you do because you do a plethora of stuff. I know, I know. Sometimes it's like I've
1: I've tried I've embraced it now before I used to kind of be like I don't know if this is good. I like too many things. I'm doing too many things, you know, but I think recently people have uh been seeing the value in like the multi-hyphenate.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um you know, I'm I'm like embracing it now, but um I really started I always just had a love for music. Like I've always been passionate about music. So that's how I started um as a recording artist. Um, and then I was like in, you know, choir and stuff like that. And so I had a friend who um he when we like left high school, he started singing background for like everybody, um, like Jay-Z, Chris Brown, Lauren Hill, Shaggy. And so he was like already in that network. His name is Gene Noble. Everybody go check him out. And um he called me one day. I remember like I was like really like depressed at home and i was like in bed and he was like hey uh lindsey lohan is having you know auditions for background singers and i was just like why am i gonna like go audition for that i've never like some background for anybody you know what i'm saying i was like let me just go and i went and i ended up getting it and uh and then um I they had she had the same management as Emma Bunton who's baby spice and then I started singing background for baby spice they like when I was done with Lindsay Lohan they called me back for baby spice and that's kind of how I started in the music industry and then as far as modeling I've always been like really really like you know slim and people used to be like oh why don't you model and I liked it but it wasn't my passion like music I didn't like love it it wasn't my dream but I saw that like people were becoming really popular off of things outside of like what they really love to do. Like it was like around the rise of like, for example, Cardi B, you know, and she got put on from like social media and a reality show is really how she got put on. It wasn't music, you know? And so I was like, let me just try other things, you know, to a door might open. And that's sort of um, how I started, you know, modeling too.
0: So, how do you balance being uh, multi-hyphenated? Because it can be a lot to handle at times, especially yeah. if you're not good with time management. So, how do you balance? Yeah. it?
1: All? Um. Well, I try to be really good with time management for sure. Um. I try to, you know, schedule out my days a lot, um, and make sure I'm on it in terms of like my emails and, um, you know, I use like my my um my calendar, my phone, I have like everything written out. Like if it's not written down somewhere, I'm probably going to miss it, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I think I just naturally like, I like juggling a lot of balls at once. And so, you know, I, I naturally just have a knack for, you know, doing a lot of things. I think I get bored easily. And so, um, you know, I kind of strive when, I, when I'm like doing a lot. Um, but in terms of how i I management yeah, like the time management uh, i have my i try to like arrange my days uh by by like you know thirty minute increments to make sure like I'm always you know on top of what I'm doing um and i I do a lot of planning, I do a lot of goal setting um I'll do like three year goals two year goals, one year goals work backwards like six months um, and then like have, try to have written goals. Uh, set so that I'm still accomplishing everything I want to accomplish because you know, I think people think like, oh, modeling is easy, or you know, the music is easy, whatever, but it, it it's really hard if you want to be really ex- successful at it, just like at anything else. It actually takes a lot of work.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, before your friend called you and told you about the Lizzie Lohan auditions, I know you said you were like in like a, a sp- Face of depression, like what were things that led to that? Was it like your life not going how you saw it or just things not working ho- how you planned or envisioned it? Yeah,
1: I think it was that. I think it was like things not going how I planned or how I expected them to go. You know what I'm saying? I think our culture has this thing of like, you know, when your kids, they tell you, like, work hard and you can have anything you want, just work hard. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you work hard and, you know, if you have lived any type of life, you know that you don't always get everything you want. You know what I'm saying? Even when you work hard, like sometimes you work hard and you still don't get what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? And that was, I think, even still now, um, a lot of what, you know, sort of like bothers me is like if I do work hard and then the outcome is not what I expected, I think the, those, that sort of tug of war of like, but I worked hard. I'm supposed to get this right. Like, that's what y'all told me. <laughs> so, you know, that's always really tough.
0: Okay, let's get into your songs. So, we're going to start with song number five. Um, bring Your Body. And these are all your songs that you picked. So, tell mm-hmm. us about this song and why you picked this song on your list
1: so bring your body is a song that i'm featured on it's uh the song is by dj sus1 who's from power 105 you might know him as a dj on wendy williams show um it's dj sus1 featuring me and another artist named kofi black um kofi black is a an artist and also producer and so I met Kofi, um, I was on the party and bullshit show and he was performing and I was performing. And so they were interviewing him and he was saying how he had produced for all these top names. And I was like, wow, let me, um, let me link up with him. And so I believe it was New Year's Day. We went into the studio like a year ago and recorded the song. Um, and then this is like a really updriven island kind of Afrobeat fusion type song. So it's sick. I hope everyone enjoys it.
0: So let's talk about navigating the music space, especially in New York, from an artist side. Because I only know it from like a media side. Mm-hmm. So, what do you like, like navigating it from an artist side. Um, in terms of like, uh, getting getting put on from the business side, or like, um, like not even just getting put on, just like getting your foot into the door to like at least be able to uh, get a chance to meet like the local DJs that help play your yeah. music. Yeah. And then, like, navigating the – because there's multiple circle, circles within the industry and different levels. Yeah. So, like, navigating through that and making sure you're in the right places at the right time and mean, the right people.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I started my career, I would say, um, at least five years ago. Right, before I would say the real the real, real boom of social media. And so then at that time, you know, I was heavy in the streets. Like I I was really one thing about me is I'm really good at networking and I was heavy in the streets. Um, you know, everybody in Queens, well, you know, I was from Queens, New York, so everybody in Queens knew me um as an artist. And so I used to go to a lot of the parties and network with the DJs or whatever and try to get them to play my record I would send them my record beforehand hit them up email it to them be like yo I'm coming through tonight can you play my record and you know I would go there stand up next to them until they play my record and they would play it and so I networked really well with like I became I built a lot of good relationships with DJs that way like just being in the street um but I think now I'm seeing a lot of artists have a lot of success without doing that sort of like street work like Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of like, you know, social media. And so, you know, I think, I think it's a little different now. It's like, you can DM a a DJ right now and like build that relationship. Um, But it does take a lot of like, this whole business is built on relationships and who you know. So, you know, it's to your best interest to get outside and really meet these people and live with them as like, some people used to tell me like, yo, once you're, once they feel like you're one of them, and that your friends, like, they will support your music. And I think that that is true. Like, if you're, you know, in the streets with these people supporting their their um, their um events, like, for example, DJs or whatever, and going to their parties um, and networking with them, you know, it you get a lot further if you don't have the money to put in. You understand what I'm saying? So somebody without, like, a budget or the real money to market and promote their music, like, the backing of a label or an investor would, would have for you, would be giving you that money. Being like outside and at these parties is a good way to sort of like get around that and build relationships and like get your music played or get further and like meet people and get put on.
0: Let's talk about the art of networking because networking is an art um that people <laughs> are good at. Or, it is. or like it's not that people aren't good at they just don't know how to or they're super shy or whatever it is yeah. like how did you learn the to network and like w- how did you figure it out which way of networking worked best for you
1: um uh, I think you know I, I can be a shy person at times too but it kind of it's kind of like you have to decide which one you want like do you want to further your career do you want to Keep me as shy, you know what I'm saying, and um when you're clear about your goals, like for example, like you have those written goals and you can like see them written out you you really get really clear on like what you're willing to do for certain things, you know what I'm saying, and so um networking for me like I think I learned it um a lot from you know watching my my parents, my mom is a really good networker, she's really, really um. She's a great people person. And so I probably like watched her and got a lot of that from her. Um, I think, you know, just tips around networking. I think people just like, people always like compliments, that's number one. So it's like, you know, do your research on a person, like write down, if you're going to an event and there's speakers or, you know, certain people are gonna be in the building or a certain DJ is gonna be there, go do your research, go to the person's IG page, see who they are, what their title is, what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? I would also Google their name to see if they've been in the news in the past year. And so when you go to the event and you see the person, you can introduce yourself and be like, congratulations on whatever, billboard article if they were in billboard or congratulations on the record being played if it's an artist that you're trying to link up with, whatever, you know, people like compliments one and they like when like you acknowledge their um, accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a really good way, um, I think, to network and get in with people. Um, and then from there, you just ask for, you know, how can I keep in touch with you? You know, and they'll probably give you the, the, the way that they're most comfortable with. If they want you to have their phone number or email address, they'll give it to you. If they're like, oh, IG then you know, like you just follow them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's get into your fourth song. Uh, what you think about me? So What You Think About Me is one of my original songs. If you've been an f
1: follower or fan or supporter from the beginning, you'll know this song. This is um, a fan favorite too. People always tell me they love this song. And What You Think About Me was really at that point in my life where I was just like, F what you think, I'm doing me. Um, So it's really an empowering song, you know, especially for women, but for women and men. And it's really just talking about, Just doing you, being you, you know, no matter what anybody else thinks or says. Um, It's basically saying, like, I don't give a damn what you think about me. Um, And so I I wrote it from that place. I love, you know, empowering women. And that's what I want my music to do. And that's what I want my journey to sort of show and do and empower and inspire other women to, like, just keep pushing into what they love.
0: So how did you get into songwriting? Because not every artist knows how to write a song.
1: Yeah. Well. (laughs) I made it a duty to like write my music because you know I just read a lot of books on the music industry and I found that that was a way to make money and sometimes the best way to make money. There are oftentimes songwriters. You can be a songwriter that makes more money than the artist themselves. You know what I'm saying? If the artist is not really performing and stuff like that, um, the writer is making that money. And so I was just like, all right, I need to get to the bag. And how can I get to this bag? And so I made sure that I, like, you know, either wrote or co-wrote all my songs or I I wrote something in it, you know? Um, And then I also was trying to, like, write for other people, too. And so I would just try to network again, like, go to, like, conferences and stuff like that or events, music events, and link up and network with uh, music executives, you know, at publishing companies or producers who work with writers um, to try and write for other people as well.
0: Okay, what do you do to
1: get into your writing mode? Because... Um, I I listen to the beat first. That's really what inspires me um, and inspires, like, the theme or what I'm about to write about. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a really, like, sad beat that's dramatic with violins and stuff like that or something, you know, I might write about love or... A sad song or something like that. Um, but if it's like some up tempo, like sexy type beat, I might write something more in that vein. So I always listen to the beat first, and then um, see what I'm feeling, and then come up with like a melody. Some people call it a top line, and then I'll put that down. And then once I have like the melody throughout the song, um, I come up with like lyrics to to fill that um, to fill the melody lines that I that I recorded or put down.
0: So how has your writing transition from when you first started to now? Because I know your first songs when you probably first started weren't the greatest because you were yeah. now. So how has it transitioned? How have you seen the transition?
1: Um, well, working with other writers definitely, you know, helps it a lot and inspires the writing a lot. Um hmm. I would definitely say, yeah, like working with other writers. It's definitely more I would say they're probably like more catchy now, the songs. Um, and then also you have to kind of like move with like what's happening, you know, in the industry. So like a certain type of sound might have been hot, you know, five years ago, but like that's not really what's popping, you know, right now. Um, so you kind of have to like move with the times too in terms of your writing and that, you know whether it's lyrics or writing the music um, for what like producers do. Um and so yeah, so that's that's kind of how i sort of
0: shifted. All right, song number three, Favorite
1: Girl. Favorite girl is a record produced by du rogue New Vision Empire. Um, and also uh there's an artist named Cyclone on there, which is he's a dancehall artist. And we did that record together. Um, and it's Favorite Girl is basically like about, you know, guys they date a lot of women or they, some guys (laughs) may date a lot of women, but they always, you know, have that one girl that is their favorite. You know what I mean? When you're dating. Um, and as a woman, like sometimes you're dating a few dudes or you're dating a dude and you know that he's dating a few women, but you're like, but I know like, you know, I'm his favorite. I'm that favorite girl, no matter what. Um, so it's really, again, that like, just bigging yourself up like I'm his favorite girl type of record um and I've definitely you know that came from a place I've definitely like felt that you know certain times you know I don't know if it was always true or not but I felt like I was the favorite (laughs) so you know and I feel like girls you know always feel like that you know what I mean that if you feel like you're not the favorite I feel like girls will be like oh I'm I'm out like this is I'm not getting top-tier treatment like this is not working for me you know um so that's kind of where that came
0: from. So what are things you've learned while navigating this journey that you didn't think you would have to ever like encounter or have to learn?
1: Hmm I would say um confidence is is really key like in this industry uh this industry the music industry is very competitive uh, it's very cutthroat and i think you confidence in knowing yourself like you definitely have to have a lot of confidence in this industry because it's just so competitive that you really just have to know yourself and know who you are like a lot of people will put you down or, you know, tell you that that's not it. That song is not it. And like, like for example, if you did, you, I don't know if you had a chance to see um, Kanye's documentary.
0: Oh yeah. I saw
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you see like in the, I think it was like the first episode. It might've also happened in the second episode where he is basically like it, you know, documentaries sometimes like we watch, some documentaries and it's, it's like other people playing the characters, like in King Richard, like Will Smith was playing the father. Right. But this documentary was special because it was like, this is actually Kanye, like footage of Kanye. And he's there in real life playing songs for people. And they either laughed at him. Some of them laughed at him. Some of them you saw just look back at him. were looking back at him. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And then some of them even walked out. Like, I think he had, like, a meeting with Dame Dash one time at some house, and Dame Dash just walked out. He was like, all right, man, I got to go. Like, whatever, I'm about to go do something, whatever. And those same songs that he played were, like, platinum right now. They're platinum songs right now. And it's just, like, had he not had, you know, a huge amount of confidence and had he not, like, known who he was inside, he might have felt like, you know what? It's not working or this song is not good enough. I'm not going to put it out because, and he would have had every reason to have done that. Right. Because it's like, these are executives people in the music industry who have, who have, you know, designated like hits before, right? Dame Dash like works at Jay-Z at this point and they put out hits. So it's like, if I'm telling you, it's not a hit, I'm, I'm probably going to believe that person. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. should know what they're talking about. Cause they've had hits before. So But he had this like undeniable confidence and like he was self-aware and it's almost like you have to have like too much confidence. You almost got to be cocky, honestly, because it's just like, it's so much rejection that it's just like, it takes a a crazy amount of confidence to overcome that and just push through that. Um, And he's, he, I think is a great example of that. So I would just say, just knowing yourself, man, and especially as a woman in this industry, like there have been so many times where I've had like men straight up tell me, like, if you want to get put on, like, you have to come and like go out to dinner with me or like do like, you know, make sexual suggest sexually suggestive. Yeah. Um, comments to me, you know, or saying that I have to do certain things to, to get put on. And it's just like, as a woman, sometimes you wonder like, dad, do I, you know what I mean? Like, what am I, this is like my dream. And, I'm choosing between my dream here. So what do I do? And it's really hard, you know? So know yourself, ladies, and be self-aware. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm okay with, with people being cocky. I'd rather them be cocky than, than be insecure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're insecure, that just brings a whole lot of baggage. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Trust me, it's crazy out there.
0: Okay, song number two, Forever. Forever. Forever is a song um,
1: that was produced by Junior Taxi, producing Junior Taxi. And Forever is, so so Forever is the song where, like, you are with this person now, right? You guys are with the person, and you, you had a man, and you guys probably broke up. But it's like you 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 have that love forever you know what i mean and like you have that bond forever you know my friend and i were just talking about like he was telling me how he has a friend who um they're both married like one of his guy friends is married and then like the ex girlfriend came to the wedding you know and she's married and it's like you know is i don't know how many people how okay that is for people but it's like you have that that place in that person's heart forever you know what I mean and so I think I've been there before like I've been in a relationship and we broke up and it's just like if I see that person again like it's the same how it was when when we were together it's like nothing happened We don't skip a beat you know um and with certain people I think we just have that bond forever you know
0: that's the maturity right there because um, I could not do that. Right, right. The, the wedding <laughs> cordial, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Could be cordial, but like uh, sustaining a friendship, that's kind of hard. Right. <laughs> Years <And later>. e-
1: <laughs> for sure. And even with like, even if I have that bond with that person forever, I don't know that I'm going to show up to their wedding. And if I'm in the other place, like the other person's place, like, and my man was telling me like, his ex-girlfriend is coming to our wedding
0: like no like why I don't understand like yeah I would not understand that at all (laughs) it's kind of weird but you know to each his own it works for some people majority it don't but (laughs) I'm like that's weird to me like that that's really weird to me but yeah there are some people that are able to um build those strong Friendships and connections. And I, and I guess it just has to do with, like, how things might have ended for them. Like, it could have just been, like, you know what? We're better off friends. And they just became friends. Yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I, I'm hoping that for those people, like, there is nothing there. It's like, oh, we're friends. I, I, didn't, I actually didn't have that bond with them. Like, mm-hmm. And so there isn't even an attraction anymore or, like, you know.
0: But, like, not even. There doesn't even have to be an attraction. There's just, like, there's just history there there's stuff there right it's all good not all bad but it's just stuff there that like a regular platonic relationship probably wouldn't have right so it's just right really complicated
1: yeah i mean kudos to the people who are able to like oh, cool. on the other side who are able to accept that like having your spouse's ex show up at your wedding i could not but okay
0: yeah, that, yeah because like in their head, they're just like, well, this person's marrying me. I'm the one. That's and I, I get that. But still, like, when it comes to sound like that, like, it should only be the people that are going to be a part of your union for the rest of your life. So your ex-girlfriend's going to be a part of our union? Right. For so, he said, so my friend said the ex-girlfriend also after the wedding,
1: his friend had a birthday party for like his son or something. And the ex-girlfriend came to that too. And she is married too, but she she like came to... Cause Her ex boyfriend's son's the son's like birthday party. So she continued to like come to events. I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot like I said, that's a lot of maturity, a lot of hilt time, a lot of trust. <laughs> not even trust, just a lot of maturity and hilt and hilt time. Like that's a whole nother level.
1: I love your wording for it. That's a lot of maturity.
0: That is. That is maturity. that. Is. <laughs> It's not even That's what we'll call it. Maturity, yeah. And a lot of healing, because you gotta be very healed to get to that space. So Right. Right. <laughs> they no <Girl>. way.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're still working on some things. We haven't reached that
0: level of maturity yet. At all. Oh, at all. Far from it. Far from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so number one. Uh, money and fast cars money and fast cars
1: so this is actually um a remake of the older song uh, money and fast cars and this was produced by killaboo and so uh we basically redid the old song with more of like a reggae type of vibe uh so this is a real chill laid back songs um this is just for all the women who know that you know m- money you're not in jamaica they call it frightened like we're not frightened for 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 money or fast cars or whatever, meaning that you know money and fast cars doesn't phase us. Like we're not just gonna like lay down in the bed, you know, just because you got like a boot, you know, some type of like knee back or something like that, you know. Uh, so that's what money and fast cars is basically talking about. It's like yo, know, we have our own, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not what we're about, and so. Uh, again, this is just for all of my, you know, top tier women who,
0: who know that they got to come harder than that. (laughs) So what about these five songs resonated with you out of all the songs you you could have picked? Like, why did all five of these resonate with you the most?
1: Um, I think they're all super empowering. They come from a place of like, you know, an independent, confident woman, like that perspective when it comes to relationships and life, you know, and that's kind of always the, the perspective that I've lived out of, is like always just trying to be independent, having my own, of course, like, I would love, you know, my man to have nice things, uh, but I also more so want, Myself to have those nice things, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was like always jumping in my man's Benz and and like I was sitting with the Honda. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I want my own Benz, like <laughs> you know. And so I think it always it, it always came from that place. And I think all of those um, songs, although they're different songs, it's like almost like this, the same woman, you know, singing them. The same person uh seeing them and and I think they're also like empowering you know for women too as well or just anyone actually you know it's empowering for anyone when you listen to it
0: so when you as you get older and you have that moment to like look back on everything you've done like what do you want your legacy to be
1: I want to inspire people I noticed that one of the um One of the things that really moves me the most is when somebody tells me like, wow, like you inspired me. I can't believe like you're doing what you're doing and, you know, following your dreams like that to me is like the best feeling ever, the best compliment ever for somebody to tell me that, you know, I'm inspiring them because I'm just out here like, you know, pushing myself and just trying to make my own dreams, you know, come true just because I'm passionate about it, you know, so to be able to inspire somebody else and move somebody else's life. I really think that's what life is really about. Like there, there probably isn't like a higher form of, I don't know what, I don't even know the word for it, like higher form of like life or encompassing what life is than like inspiring another life. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's pretty dope. I just want to inspire people. Um, and, uh, You know, especially I have a I have a little thing knack for young women, you know, young girls. And so I hope I inspire young girls as well to, like, follow their dreams and to know that they can like I know it might sound so cliche, but like, you know, to do anything that they want to do and they can like be anything they want to be despite the representation or lack of representation uh, that they see um, of themselves in that
0: role that's that's so true and it's like a hard um journey but it's like important seeing other people do it because you're like you know it's attainable you might not know how to get there exactly but it is proven to be attainable which is very important exactly exactly Dear
1: Black girl, you are everything plus tax. You are the president, the CEO, the owner, the alpha, the omega. You are able to do whatever you want, whatever you put your mind to, and whatever you dream of with hard work, prayer, uh, self-awareness, and confidence. Signed, Nifatari.